Hey there, this is your spiritual alignment coach and mentor, Courtney Browning. Welcome to another episode of Unhindered Woman. Are you ready for some hashtag real talk that will inspire and serve you, my performance-driven Christian sisters? A conversation that will deepen and personalize your relationship with God by revising the routine scripts you've been taught about Christianity. This is not to be a replacement for professional counseling and or legal advice. Hey, sis, grab your hot beverage of choice along with your journal and pen, and let's get into it. I'd like to bridge a gap on what I shared last week from Matthew 7, 21 through 25, so that we can know um, how to apply this to ourselves in our day-to-day walk. I'm going to read those uh, scriptures again. Matthew 7, 21 through 25. You may hear me uh, turning the page in my Bible. Um, So if you hear uh, that sound that you just heard, (laughs) just know that's me um, actually using my Bible to turn the page to finish the scriptures here. Okay, here we go. Matthew 7, 21 through 25. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock, And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Okay, so how do we um, alleviate the angst that can come in hearing that scripture that can cause us to go into a state of confusion, a bit of anxiety, a lot of fear, because... Maybe this is me. Well, I love that we can take the word and put it in its context by reading verses around it and uh, verses under it. So when we hear Matthew seven twenty three, and we see what is encompassing around it, it makes it um, much more palatable and much more um clear it brings clarity for us to understand what what is jesus really saying right here so let's go to verse 21 not everyone who says to me lord lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my father i'm sure you've heard this before yet it still bears repeating especially when it comes to this particular verse whenever we hear the word but whatever is coming after that is usually erasing or saying what I said before this doesn't matter. What matters is what I'm saying after. In this particular verse, what it's doing is saying, here's one instance, and yet what I'm about to say after that, this is who it doesn't apply to. Okay, so Jesus is saying, not everyone who says to him, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, that's a true statement. He's he's letting us know that. And I'll, and I'll clarify what he means by that um, in this verse as well as in verse 23. So the first clarification of uh, what he means by that is he lets it be known the ones who will 
shall enter the kingdom of heaven are those who do the will of his father in heaven. How can I say that so easily? Well, remember verse 21, the word but is in there. So not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but (laughs) he who does the will of my father in heaven. Boom. There's your first clarification point. Are you obedient to God's will? Are you obedient to his will according to the Bible as it is written in his word? Are you obedient to the leading of his Holy Spirit? Are you obedient? That's your first line of clarification. Second line of clarification is this. In the actual verse that can freak us out in verse 23, it says, Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Listen to what Jesus said right in the middle of that verse. I never knew you. When Jesus is saying, I never knew you, the word knew is important to pay attention to. Knew, K-N-E-W, clarifies relationship. So our second line of clarification is, are you in relationship? Do you have an actual relationship with God through Jesus Christ. When you are in relationship with God through Jesus Christ, obedience is an automatic response on our part. I'm going to say that again because that was that was heavy. When we are in actual fellowship, communion, relationship with God, our response to that relationship is obedience to God, meaning obedience to his word, obedience to the leading of his Holy Spirit. Now, what you did not hear me say was perfect, perfect. (laughs) I did not say perfect obedience. I don't know that there is such a thing, yet we can have a perfect heart towards God, wanting to be obedient, wanting to follow his lead and not miss it ever. Okay, so it's very clear here. What is it that makes it so that you don't have to hear Jesus say that to you? Two things. One, that you do the will of his father in heaven. Two, know him, have deep, intimate fellowship with him. Now, I had shared with you in the last episode how I had um, walked away from God. I wonder if you, if you caught that I said walk. When we are in a state of having the patterns of Christianity, meaning you know, we're, re- we're reading the Bible, we can read the Bible, but it's really not doing a work in us. We're not allowing the power of God through the Holy Spirit to change us, right? He says that he causes our will to align with his will so that we will desire to do his will. If we are not giving time, if we are not giving place and permission for God through the Holy Spirit to change us, then we are in a state where we are doing a slow fade. 
That's why I was very intentional to say I was walking away from God because it was very gradual. It was very subtle in how I was doing that. And I shared with you that God did use people. And I want to go a little deeper into that just in case I am speaking to a brother or sister who maybe you're in this slow fade and you're not quite sure how to come out of it because let's just be honest, especially as leaders, especially as those who have been given a major role of influence that if it's mishandled or if it's said to the wrong person or if it's uh, revealed to the wrong person, it could do a lot of damage. And so a lot of times for that reason alone, we're not going to let anybody in. We're not even going to let God in on it because there's a bit of a fear that I'll get caught and then getting caught, everything will cause me to have to relinquish this or it's just not going to be good. And I'd like to invite you to realize that's a lie. It is going to turn out great because at the end of the day, what's most important to God is not your role but you as his son or daughter being close to him in relationship with him. He can recover anything for you. He's most, most concerned about your relationship with him. And so when you think of it from that perspective, it's now a quest to have before God, to just be honest with him. And that's where I started. Just, you know, I was very honest with God. Lord, I'm hurt. And out of this hurt, I'm angry and just divulging that to him. And as I was doing that, that began this amazing uh, pursuit of me on God's part. And so what he did was he put a woman in my life that was so loving and so kind. And she saw the hurt by the spirit of God. She could see the hurt, even though I wasn't even articulating it. And so she looked at me and invited me into um, a time of being able to be away from the ministry, be away from all things, quote unquote, ministry, church, in the way that I was operating and functioning in. And she allowed me to come and be with her and, and she would be more of a buffer for me for when others were wanting to pull on me and or just assuming that because I was there, they could just come to me and, and, you know, and just because just conversation alone will cause them to pull on your anointing that's on your life. And so she buffered that for me. And in buffering that for me, what it gave me permission to do and I was supported in doing is to just allow myself to just be, be like everyone else that sat in a pew or a chair in church. I could just be. I could be the daughter of God without her title. I could be the daughter of God who needed her God to come in and fill the voids and answer the questions. And in doing that, it positioned my heart to be open to God. And as time went on, I was able to that much more, just give God permission to come to those deep-seated hurt places where I needed answers. 
I was definitely intentional to recognize who I was sharing with and what I was sharing. Now, as a person um, in ministry, I definitely went to my pastors and let them know the particular areas that I was struggling in. So when it came to, for example, when I had uh, miscarried my second miscarriage, there was a young person who was reaching out to me that I didn't feel I had what it took to be able to minister to their need. And so I was very honest with my pastors because uh, as a person in ministry, I have learned when whenever you're in ministry, certain things uh, when it comes to ministry are not ever, most times, are not ever to really go to the rest of the, the body uh, because it's not something that they need to be aware of and it's not something that they can necessarily minister to because you actually are looking for spiritual guidance. You need to be led. And so as a leader, you go to a peer leader in most instances or you go above your leadership. And so for me, because it was very, very new to me and I didn't know yet who to go to at that point, except for my pastors, I went to my pastors. And so in going to them and sharing with them where I was, they were able to help me navigate the difference between my own heart issues and the anointing that's on my life. And recognizing that my circumstances, my situations could be used as I was led by Holy Spirit to minister to their needs. And so that helped me. Over time, I began to position myself to be accountable to certain people. To this day, that is something that I am very, very, very much dogmatic about. And that is making sure that I align myself with a support system and I am very transparent and very vulnerable. Um, My husband would even say sometimes probably to a fault. And yet I have to believe that before God, he absolutely loves that because at least there's nothing that's that's not uncovered in regards to Courtney. Let me clarify that. (laughs) That's not uncovered so that God can touch it and deal with it. Because again, like I shared in the last episode, there are certain areas that I I know there's still a level of surrendering that I need to do. And part of surrender ever taking place in my heart and in my life to see the change that God wants to make happen in my life, I have to be willing to be transparent and vulnerable. And so I do that. I have people that I will be very honest If it's a situation, if it's me, if it's my own emotions, I just met with my pastors last week, actually, and just saying, hey, I I have this thing in front of me, and yet I'm concerned that it could be fear that's telling me not to do this, and I'm also wondering if it's wisdom. And I laid it out on the table, and I was very honest with them, And we were just able to vet it out. And what I loved about that was through listening to them and spending time with God, I had the affirmation that I needed that, you know what? God just wants to know, does he have your yes? And yes, God has my yes. Even if it's going to freak me out, 
I know (laughs) that God's got me and he's going to keep me. All of that to say this, what I shared last week and then really just bringing it home this week, we need to make sure that we are always in a place of deep, intimate fellowship with our Heavenly Father. Above wearing the hats that we have or the roles that we have been given. Because at the end of the day, when we meet our Heavenly Father, yes, He is going to ask us, why is it that we didn't do what He wanted us to do as far as the assignments that He wanted us to to fulfill? Yes. However, that being said, most importantly, He's not even going to ask us about that if we haven't even been in relationship with him because he's going to say, I didn't know us. I didn't know you. Sorry. I'd rather hear, hey, Courtney, I knew you. So come here. Now, when I gave you this assignment, I want you to know that you're going to be judged accordingly on not fulfilling that assignment. Listen, To me, this is probably going to sound very uh, minimalistic. I don't mean it to. If I get to heaven and Jesus says he knows me and I'm in heaven, I will be so grateful that I am in heaven that when he says to me that, hey, you not fulfilling that assignment, you're going to be judged for that. And that may mean that I just need to work out something a little longer while I'm in heaven. Listen, I'm going to be partying still. (laughs) Why? Because I'm in heaven and I don't have to be concerned about Jesus saying that he doesn't know me. That being said, please do not hear that as I am minimizing being obedient to God to follow his plan and his purpose for my life. Absolutely not. Because every time I think about when I miss it, right? When I am not obedient to God, there is this grief that happens within me that is unexplainable to you. Where I I just have this, ugh, I do not want to be that person that when I die, everything that God had for me to do goes to the grave with me. I don't want to be that person. So I'm not minimizing obedience to God to fulfill the plan and purpose of God for my life. Let me take that a little bit further. I want to see the potential that God put in me to be who he's called me to be. And so all the more, I am not wanting you to hear me minimize being obedient to God at all. Like I I love the potential Courtney that has already become. And yet, because I'm still breathing, it lets me know there's so much more potential that I haven't even tapped into yet. There's so much anointing that I haven't even tapped into yet. There's so much more of the power of God that I have not operated, functioned in on behalf of others yet that I just... All the more why it is it is such a, a passion for me. All the more it is such 
gosh, you know, you ever find yourself just at a loss for words and how you just want to articulate something? This is where I'm at right now with my heart's cry for you in having this deep and intimate relationship with God. This is why I have such passion for it is because it is the very thing that is necessary for us to see the potential. I'm just going to say it personally so it makes sense to you. In order for me to see the potential Courtney that God had created me to be, in order for me to meet the woman that I have always wanted to meet, and that is the woman that God created me to be, it is going to take this. It's not going to take Uh, my title as a coach and a mentor. It is not going to take my title as a minister. It is not going to take my title as a wife. It is not going to take my title as a bonus mom. It is not going to take my title as a daughter of my natural parents. It is not going to take my title as a sister. It is not, none of those things are going to be necessarily what shows me my potential. It is my relationship with God that shows me my potential, that I get to operate in with all those people and all those titles that I just said to you. And it's out of that place of being that we in turn know what we have, right? The power of God so that we can go out and do all those titles and be all the the names, you know, everything that others need for us. So my hope and my prayer is that that gap is now filled, that you recognize that you are, you are not and don't have to be that person that Jesus says, um, you know, depart from me because I never knew you. You don't have to worry about that because you have two lines of clarification. One If you are one who does the will of God in heaven. Two, that you know Jesus. You intimately are in a relationship with God through Christ. That being said, if you are not in an intimate relationship with God through Christ and you are functioning in the body as a Christian you're doing all the things and yet you just know there's this there's this drop there's this gap between you and that relationship with God it could be like i was where it was the miscarriages and losing my friend to cancer that the gap is there and you need that to be filled with the love of God that is definitely how God uses me for those that he's called me to serve And I would love to hold that space for you. And so if you desire for me to hold that space for you, please be sure to reach out to me. You can DM me through Facebook uh, by looking me up. Remember, my first name doesn't have a U in it. You can email me at Courtney at unhinderedwoman.com. I am offering one-on-one sessions if you just want a one session. I also offer uh, two sessions a month for clients. Um either a six-month period or a 12-month period. It's up to you. Just know this. God desires relationship with you more than you could ever desire relationship with him. And if you'll just take one step towards him, he's going to 
just bless your socks off. And so with that, I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Unhindered Woman. My hope is that you feel seen, known, and loved by God. This podcast is here to serve and inspire you. To explore more on how to work with me, find out what I'm up to, and where you can find me on social media, head on over to www.courtneybrowning.com. And by the way, there's no you in my first name. I'd love and appreciate it if you give me a quick review in this app that you're listening in through. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Talk with you soon and bye-bye for now.